Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to a brand new week of AutoLine Daily. William Clay Ford Sr. passed away this weekend at 88 years old. He was a former board member of the Ford Motor Company and the owner of the Detroit Lions football team. Bill Sr. was one of three sons of Edsel Ford, who himself was the son of the original Henry Ford. Bill's brothers, Benson and Henry Ford II, held top-level positions at the company, but it was Henry, commonly called Hank the Deuce, who really ran the show. In fact, Henry conspired to make sure his brothers had little direct involvement in the day-to-day -day operations of the company, despite their lofty executive titles. But Henry was divorced several times, and as part of each divorce, he needed to unload shares in the company. So when the time came to name either Henry Ford II's son, Edsel, or Bill Ford's son, Bill Jr., to become chairman of the company, Bill Sr. and Jr. had the votes to get their way. In fact, I think this will be Bill Sr.'s legacy, putting his son in the position to determine the future direction of the company. General Motors has a mess on its hands with this recall involving ignition switches on cars that can turn off the engine without warning. That cuts out the power steering and power brakes, and most dangerously, it prevents the airbags from deploying. The defect has led to numerous accidents and to at least 13 fatalities. Now it turns out that GM and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration knew about this problem years ago, but did nothing about it. And this could crush the positive public perception General Motors was nurturing with all the award-winning products it's been coming out with lately. Alan Beatty, the head of GM North America, publicly apologized about the problem, and GM CEO Mary Barra says they will do a thorough investigation, but here's my Autoline insight. GM needs to come clean on why it took no action on such a deadly defect. GM's stakeholders and the public need to clearly understand why the system failed to address the situation. And this is not the time to protect careers or people's reputations. It's time to lay the facts on the table, no matter where they lead to. Otherwise, GM is going to pay a horrific price in the court of public opinion because this story is far from over. With a brutal winter hurting car sales in the American market, you would expect to see inventory levels going up, and that is exactly what's happening. At the end of February, automakers had an average of 75 days of inventory in the field. That is 10 more days inventory than automakers had a year ago. But it varies greatly by automaker. Mitsubishi is the worst off with over 110 days supply, up 38 days from a year ago. The Volkswagen Group has 96 days, but that's all due to the VW brand. Audi only has 47 days and Porsche has 59. Ford has 91 days, but the Lincoln brand is at 105. Volvo and General Motors round out the top five automakers with the most inventory, though the Cadillac brand has 120 days. At the opposite end of the spectrum, Subaru and Jaguar Land Rover are running with only 32-day supply. BMW and Mercedes have only 44, and Toyota has 62. 
The rule of thumb in the industry is that a 60-day supply is normal, but it varies by season, going up in the winter and down in the summer. So a 75-day average is really not too far out of line. But once you start going above that level, automakers have only two choices. Start discounting like crazy or cut production. And I think we're going to start to see a little bit of both. Toyota and Mazda are partnering up on subcompacts. Automotive News reports that Toyota's next small car, which will replace the Yaris, will be based on the Mazda 2 platform and also use Mazda's Skyactiv powertrain. The car will be built at Mazda's plant in Mexico. This is kind of a strange partnership, and it makes me wonder if Japan's Ministry of International Trade and Industry, or MITI for short, is behind this as a way to try and help a struggling Mazda. Since its introduction, the Chevy Volt has largely remained unchanged, and that could be a big reason why sales are starting to drop off. But help is on the way. Edmonds reports that the new version will be introduced next year. It'll be developed on a new front-wheel drive platform, but it'll feature a mild redesign that's not expected to look dramatically different. A complete redesign of the car is being developed, but is still years away. Coming up next, a look at how adding water to diesel fuel can help improve fuel economy for big trucks. We'll be back right after this. Here's another great thing about the all-around performance of our Dueler tires. A comfortable, quiet ride. Oh. At Bridgestone, our passion for performance knows no bounds. Last week on AutoLine After Hours, a guy named Kelvin Visser from a company called Fierce Fuel Systems stopped by to talk about a process called diesel water emulsion, which can help improve fuel economy for heavy-duty commercial trucks. How does it work? Here's Kelvin with the explanation. The diesel fuel is a very uh, uh, complex uh, uh, fluid, of course, that, that uh, has come a long way in the, in the recent uh, years here with ultra-low sulfur diesel. So what we have found is combining this new fuel with some old, old technology. Diesel water emulsion started, documented in 1931 by our, our uh, research. And what it essentially is, is taking diesel fuel and a metered amount of water and typically a small amount of surfactant or an emulsifying agent. Which means what? Explain that a sec. Which is a chemical that will allow the interfacial tension of the water and the diesel to blend. So typically oil and water do not mix. Uh, so if you were to pour diesel and water and put it in the blender, you'll see it separate very quickly. When you add an emulsifier to it, it will stay in suspension. So they're little water, little bitty water droplets floating around in there? Exactly. So the, the holy grail of diesel water emulsion is to get smaller water droplets. Now the combustion chemistry behind this is that you, you've heard of LTC low temperature combustion. So the idea is if you have small water droplets in your fuel, it is injected into the combustion chamber on a compression ignition engine and those little water droplets will become superheated, go to steam, and then the hydrogen uh, helps to burn more efficiently the hydrocarbon chain, and the oxygen allows the nitrous oxide radicals to burn off quicker. And you also, of course, water doesn't have any uh, BTUs to add to the ignition process, uh, so the water actually lowers the temperature of combustion which also helps you produce less nitrous 
oxide uh, radical. You know, I'm not sure I completely understand all of that, but you can get a lot more details by watching the entire show. Speaking of Autoline After Hours, no doubt you've heard our coverage of this new crash test that the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety started using. They call it the Small Offset Test, and it's caught most automakers by surprise, but not Honda. So how did Honda start designing for this test before most other car companies did, and what does it take to design a vehicle to meet the test? That's part of the discussion coming up this Thursday night on Autoline After Hours. If you are an automotive designer or have anything to do with meeting safety standards, this show should be on your must-watch list. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.